0: cancer information and advances in treatment. This is Managing Cancer with Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Here's Melanie Cole.
1: An ovarian cancer diagnosis can be life-changing. At Cancer Treatment Centers of America, we're here to help you and your loved ones make a more informed treatment decision. My guest today is Dr. Maury Markman. He's president of medicine and science at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Welcome to the show, Dr. Markman. Tell us a little bit about ovarian cancer, sort of a broad overview of what it is and just a little bit about its diagnosis.
0: Well, ovarian cancer is uh, fortunately not a common cancer. Um, affects approximately twenty thousand women in the United States each year. So certainly, it's far less common, fortunately, than uh, other cancers. And because, in a moment, I'll explain why, certainly less common than breast cancer than lo- or lung cancer. In women and and the and the issue with uh, ovarian cancer is that we do not have any um, effective way to diagnose the disease early or in an early stage which means the vast majority of patients in fact when they present present with what we call advanced disease where um, um, surgery um, uh, abdominal surgery to remove as much disease as possible followed by uh, chemotherapy is the, um, is, a, is the standard option. Um, and uh, the symptoms of the disease uh, are uh, generally non-specific, quite nonspecific. Uh, statements are uh, women would say that, you know obviously uh, a little bit because it's in the abdomen, bloating, abdominal discomfort, um, fatigue, um, and uh, you know then it might become you know more fain- painful in the pelvic area. Eventually, leading uh, the woman to see her physician, could be a uh, primary care doctor, internist, um, a gynecologist, which would then uh, uh, you know something would be found, something would be felt, generally leading to a, a imaging, abdominal imaging, radiolog- radiographic imaging, and then and then surgery so uh, and and the disease would have started in the ovary, cancer started in the ovary, and sometimes it actually starts in the in the aligning of the abdominal cavity actually same cells that line the abdominal abdominal cavity we call the peritoneum so it's peritoneal cancer the same cancer as ovarian cancer and the treatment is the same
1: if these symptoms are so nonspecific what's a woman to do how do we know what would send us to our doctor and then how does your doctor find out that this is what you have
0: well, I think, uh, you know, it's obviously a very important question. Uh, you know, as uh, a male, uh, uh, it, it's a little more difficult for me to answer the question, perhaps, than a female. Uh, but I've been involved in this area for now for over 30 years, so I've certainly dealt with now thousands of patients um, in this setting. Um, the answer, really the general answer is is that an individual, in this case we're obviously talking about a woman, um, is the best person who knows her body. Um, she knows what she feels. She knows uh, you know, she's had something to eat that didn't, um, you know, it, it didn't, it didn't settle right. Uh, she, she has abdominal discomfort. Um, she knows her own body. She knows her own, um, you know, it, you know, what happens if, if, for example, when she was, uh, whether she was a premenopausal, menopausal, she knows her monthly cycles in the premenopausal setting, uh, in the menopausal setting, she knows how she's felt. And then that would go away. The point is, is if it's something different and if if it's a different pain, um, it's a different discomfort, it's a different um, um, swelling that she feels, bloating she feels. And very importantly, it's that it persists. So there are lots of things that can happen to us um, that um, can be, you know, quite painful at the time. Uh, someone gets, you know, severely constipated, for example. That can be very uncomfortable but it goes away it's relieved um and uh so it's the persistence of the the discomfort and something different um would i would say in general statement is the lead for a woman to go to see her physician physician then again who was the gynecologist or maybe he wasn't a gynecologist maybe it was a general physician a uh, general mental, medical physician uh, internist that you know maybe doesn't do um uh, pelvic exams for example uh, or would not feel comfortable make that kind of diagnosis would have the woman see it by a gynecologist. Um, again, uh, abdominal imaging study, we, we uh, the, uh, an ultrasound or a CAT scan of the abdomen is would, would often be done at that point, uh, and the, there one would see the abnormalities, which would lead, at that point, uh, for uh, should be a referral to a specialist in this area, which uh, are a gynecologic oncologist. So gynecologic oncologists are individuals who have been trained, um, first in OBGYN, so that their, their focus is obviously on the uh, female pelvic uh, areas, uh, and then they have been specifically trained in cancer, um, gynecologic cancers, and, and they're the individuals that have the greatest expertise, certainly from the perspective of the surgeries that are required, and they are uh, you know will help in the management subsequent to the surgeries.
1: And you mentioned possible surgery and chemotherapy as possible treatments. Give us an update on the advances in the treatment of ovarian cancer.
0: Well, you know, there really have been um, a number of of important advances over the last, um, actually several decades, and increasingly important observations that are occurring recently. Um, The uh, surgery has become more successful. Surgery has become less morbid, which means that, you know, everyone has sent my you know, abdominal surgery is not a small thing, but increasingly, because of the available the availability of excellent um, surgeons around the country, uh, understanding the surgical techniques, um, uh, the ability of of women to actually uh, do very well at surgery, in fact, get out of the hospital really quite quickly, is is improved. In fact, um, uh, we have uh, the the results of the surgery in terms of the ability to um, really essentially remove. Everything that can be seen is increased at, at the time of surgery. Uh, any any cancer seen has has increased. Now, the fact that one can say that we don't see any cancer left doesn't mean it isn't there. That's the point. That you know, there's, either they know they have disease, or in mo- majority of patients they see it, or even if they think they've gotten out what they can see, that is the gynecological oncologist there is an extremely high likelihood that there's still microscopic disease present, which means that's why you have to, you know, continue with other therapy, which is the chemotherapy to to, an attempt to kill whatever's remaining. So the surgery has improved and, and the the drug therapy we have has substantially improved. The the chemotherapy that is used is increasingly better tolerated. We do have uh, medications to control um, the most, uh, you know, what has traditionally been the most uh, concerning side effect, which is nausea and vomiting, though so if, if an individual woman was working, um, she was likely to be able to continue working, perhaps with a modified schedule, taking more time off to rest, but she can continue working and, and other activities that an individual has engaged in that can continue with outpatient treatment. Um, and we we have new drugs that have been added. We have drugs that affect the, the blood, uh, the, 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 the tumor, um, in terms of it's, uh, new vessels, the cancer forms that do affect that, drugs called anti-angiogenesis. That's to attack the, the ability of these cancers to grow. We have new drugs that are actually looking at particular molecular targets that have been found in ovarian cancer uh, that, have, uh, that are both uh, one that's recently been approved for use in the United States and others that are active investigation. There are dozens of trials ongoing now. There, there's interest in, in uh, immune therapy, um, In ovarian cancer, these are actively ongoing trials, so we have increasingly effective drugs now, and we have a very large number of new strategies that are being investigated in trials, which will hopefully become uh, available for routine care uh, over the next uh, several years.
1: In just the last few minutes, Dr. Markman, what should women who've recently been diagnosed with ovarian cancer be thinking about when seeking care?
0: I think you obviously uh, want to make sure that you uh, – that, that is, a woman wants to make sure, and obviously her family advising her, uh, that she seeks care by uh, individuals who have experience managing um, uh, gynecologic uh, – or female pelvic malignancies, as, as sometimes it's called, uh, gynecologic oncologists, um, that is their expertise, and the gynecologic oncologists often work with medical oncologists, like myself, who have a particular interest and expertise in the, the uh, uh, chemotherapeutic management of, um, of these malignancies. Now, many gynecologic oncologists uh, are responsible, take the responsibility for giving chemotherapy themselves, uh, and others will focus on the surgery and and work with closely with medical oncologists as a team. The point is they want to make sure they have people who have expertise in this area, they understand these um, malignancies, they understand their management, they understand the complications of the disease and of the therapies that are being used, and that will give I think the patient uh, her best chance of being with a with a team that um, can um, help her through this um, this journey uh, on to uh, getting therapy done and so she can get on with her life.
1: Thank you so much, Dr. Markman. You're listening to Managing Cancer with Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For more information, you can go to CancerCenter.com. That's CancerCenter.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.